didn't get that experience going to Texas Motor Speedway. Texas Motor Speedway was my very first NASCAR race. And so you don't have that camaraderie because you just don't have that, you don't have an infill experience like that. That's why when we went to Talladega, it was a whole new experience because you actually get to be in a massive infield. You get to be around so many different people. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. Now, let's start crossing it off together. How bad's your FOMO? The fear of missing out. Scrolling through social media can cause us to go into a frenzy of all the things that we think we should be doing just because other people are. But the reality is there are things that we enjoy and that we love already in our lives that if we just decided that we were going to create a bucket list and start crossing those items off, we could cure the FOMO. Our bucket list storyteller had something that she was passionate in her life and created a list around it. And the item that she crossed off that she's going to tell us about today is one of those things that she just couldn't miss out on. Let's learn what it took for her to make that happen and start crossing it off. At this time, I want to welcome today's Buckleless Storyteller to the show. Her name is Rachel Thornhill, and she describes herself as unfiltered, a motorsports enthusiast, and a creator. Rachel, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Roger, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited about this. Tell us, what did you cross off your list? Uh, experiencing Talladega Super Speedway. Okay, we got to add the super the super into that. <laughs> awesome. So tell us, where does this passion for motorsports come from? Did you grow up around it? Is it something that you like saw once and said, oh, I'm into this now? Or how did that come about for you? It's crazy because, no, I did not grow up around motorsports at all. My family was not into any of that. Um, I ended up getting into motorsports through my husband. He has grown up in it forever. Um, His dad used to race with uh, uh, sprint cars. And so he grew up in that. And so being around him is how I got into motorsports. Um, I knew I was coming straight into this, you know, with him being a racer himself. So. so so we often do things for our partners. We often engage in things that maybe we're like, my partner watches sci-fi stuff. It's not something that, you know, she's terribly excited about, but she does that for me. Was that it for you? Was it just that you were trying to, you know, connect with your husband or, or what was it about motorsports that you're like, oh, I, I like this too. This is my thing too. When I first started getting into it, it was more for him. But then when I realized like why he's into it and like experiencing everything firsthand, it's like, oh, I totally get why, you know, why they, you know, it becomes a lifestyle. So yeah, ever since then, it's like I, I got hooked to it. And so we would go to races all the time, whether it was locally or, you know, we were able to go see like the world of outlaws and things like that. And it's like, then it, it grew from there. We went to um, NASCAR race, IndyCar race, and then Talladega was like next on, you know, on the bucket list. So so what what was it about motorsports that you said there were, the, you know, this kind of this lifestyle and what are those things that you saw that, that made you say, oh, yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I'm into this. Honestly, most of it has to do with the, the racing fan, the community. Mm. Um, it's the way that everybody comes together. Um, I mean, this can be people from all over the country, but they'll act as if like they've known you forever. And so you feel very like accepted. Mm. Uh, and so I feel it's something that you don't really experience anywhere else. And so that's why, like, I'm always talking about, like, people just need to be able to experience going to a racetrack one time. And then it's like, then you really get what people mean by why, you know, it becomes a part of their lives. Yeah, definitely over the last, I would say, 20 years, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the fan of motorsports has diversified for, right. from being mostly a, a, a white cis man thing to now folks like you are interested in this sport how was that for you when you first got into it being a woman and and experiencing this was traditionally a, a male-dominated experience yeah um being a woman in it definitely is a different experience because obviously it's still male-dominated um i mean yeah you do see especially more women you know starting to race in the in the sport and you see more women getting involved, but we still have a long way to go, you know, when it comes to diversity and, and inclusion in the motorsports community. But as a woman of color, I definitely would say that I was very shocked how accepting people were, because that was part of the reason why my family never was into motorsports is because of the stereotype. Mm -hmm. And so when I got the opportunity to experience it through being with my husband that's what made me realize that the stereotype isn't always exactly what people you know assume it to be so yeah so I was able to actually look at it from a different perspective than you know the typical stereotype are you and your husband just fans does he race what oh he races okay he races yeah he races uh, locally he does dirt uh, dirt late model and so we we do that but then also we're you know we are just big race fans as well so you know nascar is definitely part of it indycar so yeah i mean we're we're still fans it's just you know we tend to we race more you know on a on a local uh level so how did talladega and why talladega what, what was what was so special about that experience that you were like put it on a list and said, okay, I've got to experience this. Yeah. So, I mean, people always hype up Talladega as it being like this major party, like it's a week long party. So that was, an, uh, that's the one of the closest tracks to us because we live in Louisiana. So the okay. closest tracks for us would be Texas Motor Speedway and then Talladega. And we had already been to, te to Texas Motor Speedway because we lived in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area for a short period of time. And so we went there. And personally, we weren't big fans of it. You know, it, the racing's just different there. And so we had never been, I had never been to Talladega. And so I was like, you know, that should be like the next big thing for us. We ended up going Actually, uh, this year will be our, our third year going. So, uh, I, yeah, so it was like three years ago. And we went in October. 
because uh, they normally do it in April and October, but we've only been to the October races. Um, and so it was an amazing experience. It, it's definitely something that I would recommend to anybody mm. because it's like five days of just so much different things going on just in the infield itself before you even get to the actual races on Saturday and Sunday. So describe those events and what happens during that week. Sure. So so one thing that it this is like the main thing that anybody needs to go do is go down Talladega Boulevard. Just honestly, just walking down Talladega Boulevard <laughs> is is a sight to see because the things that people come up with to set up on Talladega Boulevard, it's like there's all different types of games. There's people setting up their own bars. There's people that, you know, just have so many different things going on. It, it would be what I would consider Mardi Gras, mm. but like on a Talladega level, you know? Um, and so, yeah, they have so many crazy things that go on. Then they have like a parade that goes down Talladega Boulevard with the drivers on floats. Um, and there's just that. And then like, there's an infield concert, like right behind Talladega Boulevard that happens. Um, most of the time it says to be country singers that, uh, perform, but yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot that goes on and, it's definitely one of the areas that doesn't have a quiet time. So I don't recommend it for people that have children or they want to get sleep because you do not want to be on Talladega Boulevard because there is no quiet time. Right. And so it, it, that's what happens leading up to the race. So tell us what's the weekend like? I'm curious, did you buy tickets that for the whole week or was it just so days? We, because we camp in the infield? We actually just watch the races from the top of our RV. So, um, so yeah, so that's how we, that's how we experience it. The first year that we went, we did end up um, actually a family, they were here from California and that race ended up due to weather, it ended up getting pushed back. And so they were having to leave. And so they just gave us their tickets for free. Like, we, we were like, hey, we'll, we'll pay you for, for it. Like, how much do you want for them? Oh, no, you guys can just have them. We have to get back. Like, we can't stay. So they gave them, they gave us the tickets for free. And they were some really good seats. So I was actually very shocked. But um, ever since then, though, we've, we've just been, like, doing the whole RV thing and just, like, being on top of our RV. It, it's just, it's a different experience. And also, we, we tend to be really close. We're very close to the actual track um, where our where our RV is. So we're not far away from it. So, you know, we can actually see what's going on. I grew up in Indianapolis. So okay. the, the Motor Speedway is huge, right? But, but the NASCAR tracks are smaller than that, right? I mean, you if you go to Indy, you can't see every turn. Are you able from the top of your RV to like see most yes, of the turns? You can watch see, okay. you can see all of it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's one thing that I do like about Talladega is because the way that the banking is, that's why you're able to see all the way around. So no matter which way you turn, you can actually see the whole track. You know, you're not, you don't have like anything blocking your view. 
and like you mentioned, indie, you know, that's a lot harder, especially um, because they're, you know, the way that it's made, you're not able to really see any, you know, besides where you're at and <laughs> maybe a little bit further down the line, but that's it. So you had some experience going to races before you went to Talladega. Yes. When you got there, what was like the differences that you noticed between your previous experience and this new experience? Um, I definitely say the fans, the fan experience, like people in the infield, like all of that is totally different, especially like at Texas. Um, I can, that's the main one I can actually compare it to. You don't have that type of infield experience at all. So, you know, you don't have where people can just be there and do a ton of stuff. And I think that's why um, I really enjoy Talladega is because they really make, they really thought about it for the fans, Mm -hmm. you know, like they really wanted to make that fan experience like a lot you know, a lot more catered to them instead of, um, you know, kind of just keeping it where the fans can't really experience it from the infield. Cause like with Texas, you can't really do that. It's just one of those things. And if you're in the infield, do you have access to the garages? Like, yeah. like what kind of experiences yes. are going you have on? Gar- you have the, the garage experience. Um, you have, I'm trying to think what else. There's just so many things that you can do. Talladega is just one of those things that like, it's one of those places where there's so much to do that I don't know if you have enough time to do everything. Mm -hmm. Like that's part of the reason why you have to be there for like pretty much the whole week because there's so much that is going on that you really need all that time. And was there anything that sticks out in your head as like, either a funny story or or something that like this made my Talladega experience I've traveled and done some things where I'm like oh I could go home now and I'd be okay <laughs> you know you know I've got more days left on my trip yeah um, like actually it, it's funny because most people would probably like say a lot of it with being like the racing and stuff which the racing is great trust me the racing is so great at Talladega Especially, like, when you get to see, like, the big one, like, in front of you. And for some reason, where we were, like, in turns three and four, that's pretty much where all of that happens. And we get to, like, see it up close and personal. Here at the Crossing It Off podcast, we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list. We offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey, such as web resources in the show notes, bucket list mentoring services, my book, Live Out Your Lists, a private Facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others, and more. All of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. And that was like one of the highlights. I mean, I don't like to say that because then obviously that's a bad thing for the drivers. (laughs) (laughs) But that but being able to see all of that right in front of you, it is like it's an amazing experience to see. So but yeah, unfortunately, it's bad for the drivers. (laughs) And do you have like a clean spot every year now, or is it, or do you get your spot for your RV when you buy your ticket? How does that work? 
so once you have bought a spot in the infield, they call you like months before they even put it on sale to the public to see if you want to still use that spot, which I love that because it's like, you know, because then you can keep the same spot every year. Or if you want to upgrade, you know, you can be like, well, hey, do you have something in another area right now? And sometimes they'll be like, look, right now we don't, but we will call you like if we have something else, but you get put as priority. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what happened last year because we ended up upgrading to um, another area. Um, and we were we were fortunate that they only had one spot left and they were mm-hmm. like, we can give you this one because they normally don't have spots that come available. That's the spot that we plan on keeping because that was that put us even closer to to the actual track. I mean, we're literally right there, you know, right on the fence. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we're extremely close to to the track now. So you're in an RV, you're going for, you, you have to drive there from Louisiana. You've, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a, more than a week long experience for you all. Right. How do you prep for that portion of oh, it? Oh, wow. So my husband is a major prepper when it comes to <laughs> Talladega. We start, we start on that like months in advance because it's, so obviously we start paying for our spot months before it even happens. And then we have a deep freezer at our house. So he starts like piling up like meat so we can barbecue and all kind of stuff. He starts like buying this stuff, like sometimes even three months in advance. And he just starts filling, filling up our freezer with all different kind of stuff. And then, Obviously, when it comes to like packing, like clothing, because it's a little bit further north and it's in October, every now and then, like a few of the days out of that time that we tend to be there, like during the day, it's it's almost perfect weather because it's not too cold and it's not too hot. It's kind of like in between. But then at night, obviously, the temperature drops. So you definitely want to have clothing that, you know, like sweatshirts and things like that you don't have to go extremely thick like it's not it's not like a blizzard or anything but yeah you definitely want to bring some you know clothing that made that's made for colder weather you could kind of it's more of like a mixture because you're still in the south so it's like you don't have you know it's not it's not that cold but it's still cold enough for us because like we think like 60 degrees is freezing. So. <laughs> yeah, I live in the Pacific Northwest, so 60 degrees would be Right, like out. you're probably out there in shorts and a t-shirt. Yes, we're exactly. like, we're sitting by our heaters thinking that we're, <laughs> that we're going to like freeze to death. So do you and your husband have children? Yes, we have two daughters. They are going to be 18 and 15 this year. Okay. Um, yeah. And um, my oldest daughter, she's not really that into NASCAR, uh, but my youngest loves it. Uh-huh. She loves 
all of it. She loves all racing, period. Like she she's literally trying to kick my husband out of his car so she can start <laughs> driving it. So, and so did, um, did they join you in that experience in Talladega? My oldest daughter, she didn't. That that wasn't something she wanted to really experience. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, she stayed with my parents, but my parents are not, you know, into that either. Um, so, but my youngest loves it. You know, that's just something that she loves to do. And she looks forward to Talladega every year. And so how you is know. that as a parent, as far as like being in that environment? I mean, I grew up in the seventies when NASCAR was considered <laughs> right. unruly. You know, right. for the most part. And so how is that experience for her and you as a parent, her being there, being in that environment? So we do try to keep her out of certain areas. Like obviously with Talladega Boulevard, it's okay to be down there during the day, but at night you don't want children down there at all. And where we stay, that's why we stay in specific areas. Like the area that we stay in, it's actually closed off. It's gated. There's there's security there. There's a quiet time. So like you can't make noise after like, I think it's 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's multiple areas throughout the track that you can, you know, you can camp at that have those restrictions. So that that's what I would recommend for anybody that has children. You definitely want to go to an area that has a quiet time that possibly has security because then you don't have to really worry about much because those people are not going to get crazy because they know that there's a security officer right there. And also you can definitely get some type of sleep, you know, because it's like with Talladega Boulevard that like you hear, like they're blaring music and all that kind of stuff all day, all night. You've given some great advice already, I think, but I always like to ask my guests, like if if somebody came to you and said, oh, I I would like to go to Talladega, what's the one thing that you would say to them you you can't miss? What's that? What's that X that needs to be filled that they just have to do? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it is Talladega Boulevard. There's a lot of things down there that happen. But like I said, you just have to be mindful about it, especially if you go at night because you you just don't want children to be around. But there's a lot of things that go on down there and just seeing like the things that people come up with, like their Mm. setups. It's it's amazing. Like there's this one person that goes every year. They actually took an ambulance and converted it into an RV. Okay. yeah and it's really neat and they park in the same area and so they have they literally have dale senior's number on the side <laughs> <laughs> and they have like a they have something on the top so they're able to actually sit on top of, of it and actually watch the race from there is it's so neat um like that there's different people that you know have converted buses and yeah, just looking at all of that stuff is is really neat. And just talking to some of the people there, mm-hmm. um, you'll meet so many people from like all over all over the U.S. And even like in, like there was quite a few people from Canada mm-hmm. that we ended up running into. And there was a guy actually; he was from Australia. He had flown in. Um, 
to meet up with some friends and he was lost and like I had to help him find like his camp spot because he 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 got turned around but yeah I mean you meet some of the neatest people at Talladega everybody just acts like they know each other Mm -hmm. like it you know you wouldn't it's like it's just random people that are talking to you you know asking you questions like where are you from like you know when did you guys get here or things like that yeah community can form Mm -hmm. wherever there's like-mindedness for sure and that's a that's a super good thing rachel is there anything that you experienced that first time that changed the way either you looked at motorsports or the way you looked at the world or the way you looked at your relationship Is, is there something that changed in you from having crossed that off yeah um definitely i think the biggest thing was experiencing talladega really showed me more of like the community aspect of it Mm -hmm. um because unfortunately i didn't get that i didn't get that experience going to texas motor speedway um texas motor speedway was my very first nascar race and so you don't have that camaraderie because you just don't have that you don't have an infill experience like that um and so that's why when we went to talladega it was it was a whole new experience because you actually get to be in a massive infield you get to be around so many different people it yeah it definitely changed my perspective on nascar as a whole like the whole community that's awesome. So, Rachel, what's next on either your motorsports bucket list or, you know, just life in general? Are you looking to get into a car? And oh, no. <laughs> Getting in a car is not me. I I prefer being behind the scenes and letting my husband and my daughter do that. But um, definitely on the motorsports bucket list, I have to say this one's going to be more dirt related mm-hmm. knoxville knoxville uh nationals i'd love to go to that that is that is something that i've been wanting to go to for a very long time and we haven't made it to knoxville yet but that's definitely the next one on my list so you called it the nationals is is that the reason because it's the pinnacle or is there another reason why you want to go to yeah so the knoxville nationals is like the biggest dirt dirt race ever i mean you know that is like the one that you everybody wants to go to it's pretty much i would say it would be the dirt version of talladega mm-hmm. like that's the type of experience you're gonna get um and so yeah that's like my my next one on my list rachel tell us where can we connect with you online and with some of tell us about some of the things you're doing yeah, so um, my podcast is called Race Wife Unfiltered. You can you can definitely check it out on pretty much every streaming platform there is. <laughs> and then I have uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So Facebook and Twitter is Race Wife Unfiltered. Uh, Twitter, obviously, was due to lack of characters. <laughs> I can't type that all out, but it's R-W and then U underscore rachel and that's how you can find me on on those on social media that's where i'm I'm mainly on facebook and instagram so you can definitely check those out for sure and then you know listen to the podcast can you describe what the podcast yeah. is about yeah so race wife and filtered is about um it's about my life as a race wife but also i do interview 
many women in motorsports. Um, I've had women in NASCAR, like such as Jacqueline Drake. I've also had NHRA. Um, so Audrey Worm, who's a top fuel dragster racer. I also have uh, quite a few other women that are going to be coming up on the podcast from all different motorsports because you know i want to make sure that they all get that platform that they deserve that's awesome rachel thank you so much for being here uh i really hope you get to to knoxville and you get to experience that and if you do please let me know and we'll get you back on yeah definitely i'll yeah. i'll definitely let you know when i cross <laughs> that one off <laughs> thanks for being here rachel thank you glad to be here